You're listening to Stidia Cast, where we come together to discuss, gush, and occasionally cry about our love for Style Stalinsky and Lydia Martin. We hope to introduce the fandom to new material, support talented authors, and spend a little extra time with our OTP. This is Stidia Cast, because canon just isn't enough. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of StidiaCast. Um, tonight, we are recording extremely late at night, so you're going to have a bunch of sleepy StidiaCast podcasters. Um, that is because we have a super special guest with, with us who will be announced later. Um, but for now, you should know that we are reading... Give Me Shelter or Show Me Heart by Marlehi tonight, which is an incredible City at Coffee Shop AU, and hopefully you've already read it. My name is Rachel. I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr. I'm Anya, and I'm Style Still Likes Lydia on Tumblr. My name is also Rachel, but you can find me at It's Always Lydia on Tumblr. And our special guest is one of my most favorite people in this fandom who actually isn't really in the fandom anymore. Um, she has written... Basically, every single one of my favorite fics uh, for Stidia. And if you haven't read them, then I don't know what you're doing listening to this when you could be reading them currently. But anyways, I am really excited to introduce to you guys Gwen slash Barella. Hey, Gwen. Hi. Sorry for making you all stay up late. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) The roosters are, they're crowing off in the distance, but like, that's fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The no owls. Worries. It's not quite that late. <laughs> the bats. Yeah, definitely bats where I am, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh oh. Same here. I live in a cave. Okay. I knew you were Batman. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. Damn it. My secret's out. You give yourself away. <laughs> Robin applications, are they open? Are they closed? Where are we at? Oh, they're they're definitely open. All right. Yeah. You do know that robins have a tendency to die, right? Oh, yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so guys, how much do you love this fic? I love this fic. So um, much. I hadn't read it until I read it for this podcast. So this is like a delight for me. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I was like, I'm normally so wary of coffee shops I use, so coffee shop AUs, so I went into it a little nervous, but then it captured my heart and saved my crops, and now I am a thriving farmer. <laughs> Yay! Um, it so is so wonderful. What part of it captured your heart? Like, what made you love it so much? Because I know that you told oh me that you're not really a fan of coffee shop AUs. Um, there were, like, just so many nice touches to it. I love that Greenberg was a character that was, like, such a cute little, like, added brushstroke to it and Lydia was just like so endearing and amazing in this fic and she is my daughter and I was so proud of her and it's just it's just so cute it's so cute and pure I love it yes Lydia in this fic is just this extraordinary ray of light and it's so wonderful to read her from Styles's point of view um but also to see her from, like, how much Mr. Greenberg loved her. Uh, it's weird to say Mr. Greenberg. Um, how much Greenberg loved her and how much Scott and Kira and Malia, like, wanted to be friends with her. Like, every time Lydia was on screen, it's just, like, on screen, hello. It did feel like a, a little bit like a movie, though. <laughs> every time well, Lydia so showed up, it was gorgeous. She basically was. She was just, like, glowing. Oh, my God, she was glowing. Ugh, my queen. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like no wonder at all that she was several of the characters just like compared her to the sun. I was yeah. like, yes, that is accurate, not just in general, but to this fic in particular. It's just every time she comes in, everything is bright. I think that this Lydia is very different from canon Lydia. Um, she's like not the same girl, but that's okay with me because it was just a very different scenario. But I loved the sun comparisons because they always made me think of start of time and it's like the sun came out um, oh my god I didn't even think of that oh when you walked into the room just then it's like the sun came out oh my god um, lord make you make me live that oh. <laughs> so that kind of ties into what my favorite part of the fic was which was um how seamlessly canon blended into this very non-canon universe with all of the little conversation pieces that sprinkled information and lines that we've already known and seen in this new context. I really love, I'm always a slut for that. Like mm-hmm. every yeah. time. It always yeah. gets me. Mr. Greenberg. The, um, the, I think you look really beautiful when you cry. <laughs> Did what, you Rachel? <laughs> I don't even know why that had to happen. This quiet voice is going, Greenberg! <laughs> Land ho! Yeah. <laughs> I'm be like, what? You saw this positive attention for Greenberg? What the fuck? Oh, I know. <laughs> Greenberg deserves something good. Coach makes his life so miserable. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I'll bet he is. The, I'll bet he is just as nice and kind as this kindly old man in this coffee shop. I I love the fact that they integrated. Uh, she integrated the "I think you look really beautiful when you cry" line into this, mm. um, and also the stuff about like Prada being her dog, and just, like, there was lots and lots of stuff from canon that made its way into this fic, and it felt really nice and familiar, even though we were in a completely AU-verse. There were so many instances that I loved of that, but one that I screenshotted so that I can treasure it forever is when (laughs) Styles says, non-trivial zeros and zeta functions, definitely over my head. And Lydia goes, a degree in criminology isn't going to be anything to scoff at either. I think I'm just being really sentimental, but I almost cried at the Medal of Valor line. Yes! (laughs) So that was my experience with that section. (laughs) I I feel that. That that was... That was a time. Because <laughs> yeah. one of the things about this fic is that, um, like, one of the first times Lydia comes in, she's carrying quantum physics textbooks, and Styles is like, oh my gosh, this girl is too good for me. And He's, like, scared. Pack, <laughs> yeah. And everyone in the pack is like, dude, you're smart, too. And this is, like, Lydia acknowledging that. And it's so cute. Relationship development. I loved that, it's too. Like, Just, like, the acknowledgement that Styles is also certainly smart in his own way. Like, the one of the things I've always loved about them is that they're both brilliant, but in like very different ways, Two sides but the still same on each other's level, they're equals. And I loved that that was pointed out because it's obviously something that Styles doesn't believe, but Absolutely. it's true. Yeah. Definitely. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the end. I'm like so ready, but I know that we have to do some beginning <laughs> stuff. There's so much else before we get to There's the There's so end. much bullshit like, we have to get through. Just like, how did you guys feel about the process of Styles falling in love with Lydia? And how I really want to say that I love that it took a year for them to get to the point where they were like actually going to start like making out and dating. I was like, I always have a bit of a difficult time in AU versus um, seeing like, oh, we just met and we're instantly attracted to each other and we're gonna, we're gonna date now. I like, 
I really need my studio to be slow burn, which is horrible because, like, obviously in Canada, we are, are dying from too slow of a burn. But um, It's, like, the slowest burn in history. It's disgusting. It's worse than Luke and Lorelai. Um, <laughs> and anyways, um, but in fanfic, I really need slow burns. And so I really loved that this fic took place over the span of a year, and I wondered if anybody wanted to speak to, maybe Anya wanted to speak to the process of Styles falling in love with Lydia over the course of this fic. Yeah, um, I really like that it took a year, too, especially because it's a coffee shop AU, so, like, a lot of the fic, he's just spending three minutes with her, like, taking her order and making it and handing it off, so it allowed for more organic development because, obviously, you're not going to, like, see somebody for the first time and be like, yo, let's date, especially in, like, a customer service aspect. And I also loved that it was really true to Styles' character in that for most of the fic, he really didn't push Lydia into interacting with him more than just the basic, like, customer service aspect because he will never push Lydia farther than she wants to go. Like, he literally says, It's nearly May when Styles' perfectly crafted balance of real life and silent once-a-morning three-minute adoration of Lydia Martin comes crashing down. So, like, he was perfectly happy just having three minutes a day to stare at Lydia Martin's face and make her coffee. And he's almost afraid when that changes because he doesn't want to screw it up. But then he doesn't, and it's beautiful. Well, I was going to say with the development thing, what Styles is kind of getting that makes, I think the falling in love happen a little bit like faster, but slower at the same time is he's getting like Lydia concentrate because when she comes into the coffee shop, she has zero pretenses because Jackson never comes with her. (gasps) Initially she's kind of icy because she's like, okay, this coffee shop is near me. I don't want anyone to bother me. I'm coming here to do work with the physics textbooks. And then she slowly starts warming up and letting pieces of herself show. So when styles meets Jackson and see how, rude he is to her after their breakup he's kind of like like it's why he's so shocked and angry I think because he's thinking you're clearly brilliant you're blatantly gorgeous and this guy is coming over to bother you in this coffee shop which he literally didn't care about for the entirety you two were dating and like scream at you and call you a bitch like no 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 (laughs) so I thought that was a really interesting story choice to have Lydia not come in as her persona Mm. because they're in college. So she's past any sort of high school need to be queen bee. She's settled in her career path with the double major. So styles kind of gets to know her where he knows her now in Canon. So I think that's why it happens that he's so attracted to her because he sees all these qualities that we know he's not, he's loved since eight but she's changed so much if that makes any sense I don't know I just kept thinking this is like concentrated Lydia in three minutes every single time Mm -hmm. she comes in which is why I think we love the characterization of Lydia so much in this fic because it's everything that we love about her in every three minute interaction that we read styles have with her Mm -hmm. yeah I also think that it kind of matches up with, like, he doesn't need to see much of Lydia to know that he's, like, totally gone for this girl. And so every, like, snippet of conversation they have, both of them are just flawlessly in character. And I can also really picture, like, Dylan O'Brien acting out what Styles is saying. The glasses! Elma, no, don't, don't say picture Dylan O'Brien, because I just had facepalmed myself because I remembered how he has glasses at one point in this fic and I'm wait we should talk about that (laughs) Uh, 
come back to it. Okay, we will. We will. We are all okay. distraught and over this. For those of you at home, we are distraught. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say one of the scenes where I could really see Dylan O'Brien being Styles is when he is talking about Star Wars and Lydia's like cinematic journey though is it really and I can also picture Holland doing that like incredulous eyebrow raise thing she does in like season three when she's like really and then Styles says yes like a la I'm supposed to call you first when I find a dead body yes and I just like (laughs) I picture him saying it like that and it was so beautiful I just had to take a moment I like stepped back I was like oh they're talking about Star Wars and Little Mermaid and it's I had I had emotions. <laughs> I'm always a slut for pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pop culture references, and like this is probably not even technically a pop culture reference, but it also ties into Styles like slowly and naturally falling for and getting to know Lydia over the course of the fic. I really love the couple of instances where we get to see him say like the little tidbits of information that he learns about her and like the little facts about her that you know, she might not be revealing to necessarily everybody. And when she asks him, um, like, what do you think it is that you know about me exactly, Styles? What do you know about me that qualifies you to have such an opinion? And he just goes into it. It reminded me so much of, like, one of my favorite bits in one of my favorite movies, When Harry Met Sally, where he starts going, like, "I, I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you half an hour to order a sandwich and, like, all this stuff. And it just gave me such a callback to that. So it gave me, too. me double the emotions. And I had to, like, step back and, like, get onto my floor and just be like, oh, my God. I lo- one of the lines in that in that spiel is, um, I love the crinkle in your eyebrow when you're concentrating. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, one of my Lydia headcanons. Like, when you're what? When you're looking at me like I'm nuts. Oh, yeah, when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. That's it. And that was, like, that's, like, one of my Lydia had canons is that she, like, she's always, like, frowning at him like that in canon. Like, you know how she, like, that look on her face. I can't, I'm, like, tr- I'm, like, doing it subconsciously. Um, I'm, like, <laughs> it's just, like, you guys know what I mean, though. The way that she frowns at yeah. him. Like, especially in more bad yeah, than good. Says, um, I have a little dog. And she's yeah. just, like, frowning a little bit. And she, it's, like... Yeah, she's crinkling her eyebrows. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not getting rid of my little dog. <laughs> oh, God. That banter scene is so on point. I am destroyed. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, that scene That scene at the end in the coffee shop is just, like, beautifully written because it capitalizes on all the things that we love about Lydia. And it's, it's just gorgeous to picture them in, like, the coffee shop with all the chairs up. And, like, it's closing time. And it's dark outside. Um, and it's just the two of them in the mop. And it's just, like, <laughs> so cute. All right, fine. And the best third meal ever. I mop. showed my domesticity kink again. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite parts about that final scene with Styles, Lydia, and the mop is <laughs> how... He apologizes to her for kind of um, blurting his feelings out when she asked him to say what he knew about her. And then he's like, and I'm in love with you. <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. Because yes. I, yeah, because I thought it paralleled the scene um, in season two where he's trying to say, like, you're being too reckless. You can't just rush in there and die because people will be so crushed when you die. Death is devastating. And I would be devastated. And look at what happened to me. And then she kind of steps back from him and he has to realize, like, okay, that's not the time for those emotions from me. So I was really happy that he apologized for, like, 
throwing his feelings in her face, like, and because it can be interpreted as, oh, and by the way, I love you, and I'm right here, and I know all this about you. So that can feel like a lot of pressure on someone, especially if Lydia hadn't even considered anything like that or if she was really not wanting that which she was so it was fine but <laughs> it's it's selfish styles is called calls himself selfish a couple times in this fic and i was like good boy yeah <laughs> but i also it's important. i also yeah. loved about that part though that like he blurts it out but it's like he's like you know how i how i felt about you like whatever that doesn't matter like that's not why i'm saying this like whatever like he just always always i think takes it for granted like even now in canon context he just thinks that she knows and that she just doesn't care like he always takes it for granted that his feelings are so on display and so out there that like lydia just knows and and she like it's obvious and it's just there lying for her to take and she doesn't take it like that's how he perceives this situation and that's how he's perceiving the canon situation in my personal opinion and so i love the fact that like when he says like whatever how i feel about you that's not that's not the point here that's not what i'm saying that's not why we're talking about this i'm saying this because i care about you and and i know that this is true about you it's not because i like you like that and he just he doesn't make a production about it he's just like this is a thing that you know. I know it's just, like, what it is. It just exists between us. Yeah. And going back to what the other Rachel said that um, <laughs> about it tying back to that um, scene in season two, like, the author was de- – that was definitely purposeful. Like, the author literally put in there, if you don't know this about yourself, I will literally go out of my freaking mind. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. I was going to say that. I was like, there's the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, that is the most problematic Stydia scene, but I still, like, thrive watching it. I'm like, do it! (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's why that that scene was so great in this fic, because it is problematic of Styles to be pushing all these feelings on Lydia when she doesn't reciprocate them yet, or supposedly doesn't reciprocate them in the context of this. I was going to say, so, she, they bang like 30 minutes later. <laughs> it is like, like six shifts later. Okay. No, it's like they leave and bang, right? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, they, oh, is no, this a different later. situation? No, he tells her, then she leaves. Then there's like five oh, yeah. days. Then they, she comes I'm back. sorry. I read it last night for the second time, and cl- I have the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess I guess I'm saying like he didn't know if her feelings were reciprocated and he still put it out there. So then by apologizing apologizing for that, he kind of makes up for what Canon Styles does when he's like just yells at her, you know what I'm saying? Well so Canon Styles apologized. He tries to apologize, but mostly he's just kind of like, I haven't emotionally advanced enough to deal with this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. Damn it, Styles. Can't you just grow up a little bit, like just enough? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that he acknowledges too. Like after that whole thing happens, and he's been stewing about it for a while. I love that he acknowledges that um, he is no better than Jackson, letting his own feelings overtake him, regardless of the way it may have affected her. And I, I was just like, at a boy, like. <laughs> Thinking about those kinds of things, Styles, you like he matures even over the course of this little coffee shop you fic, and I really liked that. Actually, I would love to talk about the Jidia in this fic. I really, really yeah. liked. I loved Jidia in this fic, um, and I know we already touched on it a little bit. One thing that I wanted to point out about Jidia was the fact that she's like 
he, he goes up to her in the scene we were just talking about, and she's like, you know what the worst part is? I'm pretty sure I'm still in love with him. Um, and to me, that felt like such a real Lydia thing, because I really feel like Lydia was in love with Jackson, and she... She knew he was bad for her, and she was still in love with him. She knew he didn't treat her well. She was still in love with him. And it's just, I think one of the most human parts of Lydia's character is the way that she loved Jackson, even though he wasn't good to her, and the way she cared about him so deeply, despite the fact that I I don't think that he reciprocated as much as, I don't think he felt for her as much as she felt for him, personally. Um which is heartbreaking and it's awful for her and especially because of the experiences that she's had probably with her family life even worse um but she still loved him and she never really apologizes for that even on the show she's never sorry she never takes it back she does get petty but it's not that she doesn't love him it's that she's hurt um and so i really love the fact that she says the worst part is that i'm still in love with him because i never want to see jidia like diminished to the point where Lydia's like, you know what? I'm going to throw that aside. He was horrible and he was terrible to me and I deserve better. That's not what Jidia is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I appreciated the author doing that and taking it that far. Yeah. Yeah. And that styles like uh, assumes that it's, it's just going to be that easy, but often in real life, it's not like it's very complicated and very true to the canon. And I really enjoyed that too. And Another thing that I loved about that scene where Jackson comes to confront Lydia, this is, wait, are we done with Jidia? Because this is a transition. <laughs> I'm always done with Jidia. Like, we're Jidia. Oh, we're oh, done with Jidia. <laughs> Fuck off, Jidia. Okay. Okay, another thing I loved about what? that Jidia scene where Jackson confronts Lydia is this description where... Styles comes over to Jackson, and it says, The other boy fixes him with such a venomous look that Styles nearly balks. He imagines what Jackson must see in his dark-rimmed glasses and plaid shirt and slight frame, but the sight of Lydia sitting small and quiet at the table hardens his resolve. And, listen, first of all, Styles going over to talk smack at Jackson, even though he literally probably weighs twice as much of him as him and is way more muscular, is great. But also... The fact that um, the author mentions that Styles is wearing glasses in this scene killed me because he's wearing glasses earlier in the fic, like the first time that he and Lydia have a long conversation. And she's like, they look good on you. And so I definitely think that after that, Styles is like, screw this. I'm never wearing contacts again and wore glasses every single day. And just that, yep. like two words right there. I just lost it. He looks in the mirror and he's like, she said they look good. I'm never taking them off again. (laughs) He like tries to sleep with them. He's like, okay, maybe I'm taking them off when I go to sleep. But other than that, (laughs) I think I've also texted Rachel like this up something to the effect of I'm so mad how much I hate how good Dylan O'Brien looks in the internship because that's probably like one of my favorite appearances he's ever had and then it pops up almost exactly in this fic just minus a beanie being mentioned and I was like well I'm targeted same <laughs> so okay, it's is it appropriate can we go to the end of the fic Rachel's been waiting so patiently oh yeah uh I feel like we didn't talk about enough I want to talk about side characters before we go to the end yes um I, I would love yes. to talk oh my god <laughs> I okay so I know that she was really small in this fic but I loved Kira so much. My small so daughter. What a cutie pie. Oh, Kira. She oh was my the gosh. Best. 
Dude, and Malia, like, killed it. I loved Malia in this fic. Malia was, like, the one of the biggest highlights for me. She was just so great. Me too. The whole pack. Just them yeah. teasing Styles, like, and Scott and Malia and Kira just together, like, ganging up on Styles. Like, come on, man, just talk to her. Yeah. Like, and how Malia has her, like, blunt honesty slash comfort slash insult, like, all in a single sentence. When he's like, but she has physics textbooks. And she's like, well, maybe a boy who asked her about the textbook instead of just staring at it and deciding he had nothing of nothing interesting or of note to say, you're not an idiot, Styles. She's like simultaneously like, you're so stupid, but you're not stupid. And that's what yeah. he's talking So, Malia, I loved you know. every instance that she came up in this. One of my favorite side character moments was Lydia hasn't come in for four days and Styles is dying. And so he actually doesn't even go and work register because he's like, she's not coming in. I don't care. And then she comes in really late. She comes in really late in one of his shifts and Scott's on register and Scott sees um, her come in. And I think he hears somebody say, oh, hey, Lydia. And he makes himself wait, and he looks up and sees her. And then Scott goes, oh, hold on, man. Can you cover register for me? And Styles is like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah. The register. How um, she gets sick, and everybody's like, it's like the sun got sucked out of the world. And then she comes oh, back, and Styles is like, ah, you're here, I love you. <laughs> and Scott's like, all right, I better get out of the splash zone. <laughs> Scott's, I have to Greenberg. get out of the way right, right now. <laughs> Mr. Greenberg says... Where's my beautiful friend? And there's, they're just like, I don't know. And he goes, oh, well, I guess we know where the sun went today because it's been raining. <laughs> so cute. Also, I was, I'm surprised, Rachel. Oh, sorry. What did you say? Said you corny little old man. Bless your heart. <laughs> I'm surprised Rachel didn't bring up Lysak because. <laughs> well, we're not at the end yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I've been, I've been holding it close to my heart. All right. Do you want to <laughs> jump just, into Lysak? I was like. <gasps> he's here <laughs> I thought of you when I got to that part Rachel <laughs> I love how Styles and Isaac's um, hatred for each other is always just like a little bit prevalent the in everything the other guy hates me <laughs> you mean the Hulk? no Isaac Leahy <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry for that really bad joke you guys I like apologize <laughs> truly deeply mm-hmm. Mark no wishes he would pop this Daniel Sharman Jesus Christ <laughs> All right, don't go insulting Mark. Ru- no, that's true. Daniel Sharman's like a statue of beauty. Uh- I was gonna say, um, I was Daniel Sharman was like, yeah. I was wearing five inch heels, and I still don't think I reached Daniel Sharman's shoulder, and that will affect me for years. That's hella embarrassing. <laughs> Years. We are all messes. We are messes. To your grave, you'll be like ninety and in a nursing home, and you'll be like, "Remember that time?" I phone and be like, "Look at this, guys. Look at my phone background." (laughs) Um, I just want to voice my appreciation for the tiny, tiny, tiny little Scott moment where um, he's like. Scott, pulling a muffin, flashes him a grin and a thumbs up. I'm just imagining, like, supportive best friend Scott just, like, holding a support muffin and being like, you can do it, buddy! Like, it was just, it was it was such a moment. I love yeah. Scott McCall. I love also this one sentence where, like, near the beginning where it says, Scott's expression is a familiar mix of boyish earnestness and, and fond exasperation. Yes. Hello. Just, the way she described all of the pack in this fic was so great. I want to talk about Styles making cute little foam things for Lydia's coffee. Oh my God, <laughs> he made one for yeah. Kira too. I was so excited. He made like Kira like a Pikachu, right? 
yeah, and he made Lydia a panda right. at one point, and like another point, he made her a fern. And I was like, yep. this is the fucking cutest. I le- I like don't understand. Uh, Styles, I don't think is like patient enough to actually <laughs> make foam art, but I feel like if he really applied himself, he could get there. I think it's one of those things where he needs to concentrate on something when it's a slower shift day. So he's like, you're the only person in the coffee shop and you ordered a mocha, but it's going to be the fanciest mocha anyone's ever seen in this goddamn town. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and the line where Kira's like, I think it's Kira, is like, why do you think she keeps coming back here? Our coffee's not that great in styles. It's like, should I be insulted? And she's like, that's not the point here. (laughs) There are four. Yeah. So the end. <sighs> so Lydia runs into Isaac and spends like six days talking about styles to him, and I was like, "Dear God, deleted scenes, please." Because <laughs> I'm imagining Lydia trying to challenge Isaac and be like, "Oh, how long have you worked here?" And Isaac can just be like, "I've worked here for two years. I, I usually work the night shift." Oh. Have they finally upgraded you to working with customers then? Is that what it is? Just, like, full-on <laughs> be angry that Styles isn't there. And also, who is this interloper? Because she's, like, lovingly taken on the title of regular, and now there's a stranger. So I think that would just be really funny to see. Also, because Isaac hates Styles, and Styles hates Isaac, yeah. in quotes. So I think just, like, their conversations would be funny, especially if... Um, because at some point Lydia comes to this realization that from hearing Styles' like declaration for her that she was feelings for him too. So I'd love to know if if that's how like she arrived at that. Hashtag Lysic. Oh, like she shows up and he's not there and she's like, oh my god, I love Styles. <gasps> I need to take a moment. <laughs> Absence usually doesn't make the heart grow fonder, but sometimes it can. <laughs> yeah. Um. The end of this fic is just great. I love the fact that, like, when she's not there and, like, it, like, feels like such an absence in Styles' life, like, he's just, like, this is, it It feels, again, like the part of the fic where she's sick, except for it's not that, they're having a fight, you know, it feels like she, there's just this, like, gaping hole and it's just really sad, um, and so I love the fact that she, like, chases him down and seeks him out because the fact that they haven't seen each other in a while and she, like, goes out of her way to find him, like, truly makes me believe that, like, she actually did some soul-searching um, over those days and, like, realized that there was an... With Isaac, yes, Rachel. Uh-huh, I see you. Um, and realized that there was also a gaping absence in her life as well. Um, and I'm so proud of my queen for coming to that realization. I know that emotions are difficult for her sometimes, and I'm just, praise. Yeah, actually, I want to headcanon that she realized he was working the night shift because she was on her way back from giving Jackson his key. So, because... And she just, like, looks into the coffee shop because she's like, you know, fuck this place. (laughs) Like, I'm never going to find him. Like, did he quit? And then he's just, like, there with the mop. Back to the mop. <laughs> Styles Mop OTV. Ultimate wingman. man. Styles dancing with the mop. <laughs> Putting like music on as he cleans like, up. To even be dancing with the mop. I think he's just like really no, but, like, sadly like theoretically <laughs> in theory <laughs> Styles dancing with the mop Rachel. <laughs> I also really love how hesitant Lydia is when she confronts Styles at the end because 
she's like, why haven't you been taking the morning shift? And he's like, I wanted to give you space. And she says, Styles, this is your work. So she's like, she didn't want to confront him at the place where she was working. She, she didn't want to make him uncomfortable. And he like completely changed his shift so that he wouldn't make her uncomfortable. And then it's just like, why are you guys like this? I, I'm not okay. Speaking of changing, Lydia's going to have to change her sheets now because she and Styles had sex on them. <laughs> Like a Good job, Rachel. You brought it up. Like, I actually was just like, waiting. Like, are we going to address the elephant in the room? <laughs> the elephant in the room is the excellent banging that occurred between Styles Talinsky and Lydia Martin. Um, my favorite part was all the stuff about spines and backs. I thought that was beautiful and elegant, and I actually got really, like, I got pretty emotional while reading this smut scene um, and was like, oh, God, this is so stunning. He's counting her vertebrae like okay everybody's fine here everybody's fine my favorite part was when he got to kiss her collarbone after noticing that he wanted to kiss them in the beginning of the fic yeah when they had ink on them oh wow, that was good just like was so i want to kiss both of her collarbones i need to not think about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saved that line that was a good line <laughs> all right okay my favorite part was there was this one line that i really liked that was he's been staring at the curve of her neck for a year and now it's a breath away from him it's just like there were so many good details in this but i really liked that particularly because of the callback to the line about him noticing the ink on her collarbone and being like why am i thinking about this while i'm supposed to be serving people coffee this is terrible <laughs> okay i just wanted to mention this line that says styles nearly doesn't dare look at her but she's like a magnet or a planet or a galaxy and he's drawn in helplessly because it made me think of Brella's fic, Never Love a Wild Thing, when he's talking about Lydia and says Lydia Martin is a universe. And if you want to know more, like, hear us rant about that even more, because comparing Lydia to stars or galaxies or anything to do with space fucks us all up, then please tune in next week, because on our podcast next week, we also talk about that. Yes, next week we are doing the Tenderness and Sentimental Movies coincidentally by Brella like how crazy is that oh that's me that is you (laughs) the the more you know and Gwen knows her own identity um an astounding twist so um we hope that you guys will all tune in for that because we all had such a great time recording that podcast um and yes I am Rachel I'm Ron Gazzam on Tumblr I'm Anya and I'm Styles to likes Lydia on Tumblr my name is also Rachel at It's Always Lydia on Tumblr. Yes, I'm I'm Gwen um, slash Brella on Tumblr, and I used to write for this fandom. And you guys keep dragging me back in here and making me have feelings about these two again. So thank you for the wonderful fic. Thank Yay! you. We're gonna make you watch six oh one with us and celebrate the fact that they're gonna make out. Honestly, I'm probably going to do that no matter what. I'll be like, I have no idea what the fuck is happening, but they're kissing, and that's what's important. You're not going to have needed to watch season five to get 601, I almost guarantee you. (laughs) Nothing happened in season five. (laughs) You can talk to Rachel about this. She's a salty winter adult. All right, we will see you next week, guys. Thank you for listening. Here at StidiaCast, we review and discuss our favorite Stidia fanfics. If you enjoyed today's fic, go tell the author the things you love best about it. You can find us at StidiaCast on Tumblr and on Twitter at Stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our sound editor, Rosemary, row your boat on Tumblr, and to our incredible anonymous donor for making season two of StidiaCast possible. Thank you for listening and see you next time.